I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I am excited about today's episode. It is a special one because I am bringing, well, I'm bringing Gary Temple Bodley back on the show. I think this would be his sixth or seventh time. And Christy Burkhead as well together. This is her second time. If you have not heard either one of these beautiful souls on this podcast, go back and listen because you're in for a treat. But from the most of you that have been my loyal listeners understand my history with Gary and now with Christy. And now after being at the Joshua retreat in April, <laughs> I'm like, time goes by so fast. I'm like, when was that? And spending that time with them in person and then really, I mean, of course, meeting my soul tribe is just amazing. And to think like it's been a month now that we've been back, the friendships and the relationships and the connections just from that group of like 25 people have continued. And I know we'll strengthen and grow and we'll always be together. Plus, we know we're all part of the same soul tribe. So that's another confirmation. Anyway, so back to Gary and Christy. So when we were at the retreat, on the last day, Christy announced we had a class on quantum life theory is what they call it, quantum physics, the science aspect kind of added on top of the Joshua teachings. And it might, you know, be more, you know, easy for people that aren't understanding channeling and, you know, the spiritual side of what we've always talked about with Joshua and Christy. And now it's explained in this scientific way, which they call the quantum life theory. I mean, we've all heard of quantum physics. I think one of my favorite people that talk about that is Dr. Joe Dispenza. If you haven't heard of him, which if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you probably have. But I learned that, you know, for the last, what, 10 years from him and reading his books. But Christy has channeled this information from the white light is who she channels, like Gary channels Joshua. And she's giving us this classroom teachings when we were there in North Carolina. And it was so fascinating. I couldn't stop taking notes. And I knew it was what I needed to learn. And I knew there was something to it. And I knew it was something that would add onto the the basis of what I've learned from Joshua, but add was what I needed more of. Like I needed one more layer. And this is what I know that Christy feels that way. And so does Gary. But I wanted to bring them on today because I wanted them to explain it from their perspective. And I want you to hear this because they're going to start teaching it. 
and I'm going to be in the class. And if you can take the class and just learn it, or you can take it and be accredited so you can teach it. And of course, me being the teacher, I'm definitely into wanting this this knowledge, this experience of this this teachings. So I know you're going to enjoy it. I know that what Gary and Christy are bringing to this world is, you know, next level, next level thinking. You know, we're all growing and learning. And, you know, when I connect with my teachers and mentors and, you know, anybody that I feel like is going to take me to the next level, I'm all in. And I just, you know, if we're going to go off that, I would tell you, go all in whatever resonates with you. Maybe this doesn't resonate, but if something resonates, go all in and learn something new. I mean, Christy, we'll talk about that today in our episode of, you know, if you can do something, one thing new a day, that even changes your DNA. That helps, that changes the the cells in your body. You know, I always talk about, you know, the power of your thoughts and your thinking and your words and what that does to the cells in your body. You know, we're 80% water and we can change the energy of water by just speaking to it. So realize the power you have with your thoughts and your mind and your words. And this new quantum life theory is going to take you all, if you are resonating with this or it's calling you to the next level and a real understanding of the power of our minds and the healing and you know, mind over matter is I was raised that way. And it just all comes together in this episode. And I think you're going to just love it. And before we, I bring on these two beautiful people, remember to share this episode. Remember to write a review or subscribe or tell someone about it. It's spreading and it's showing on my downloads. It's amazing. And it's also showing in who's coming to me, who's wanting to be on this podcast. So that's even more fun. So I love doing this. It fulfills my soul. I hope you can tell by who I'm bringing on and what's calling me and what's calling me to help and share it with you. So I appreciate all of you and wishing you all an amazing summer. And if you're traveling or doing something extra fun with your family. I just, those memories will be with you forever. And I know that's, I'm saying that because that's where I'm at right now is enjoying these couple months together as a family, creating memories every second I can. And we're traveling a little bit this summer and I'm just looking forward to that time. So leaving on that note, make memories this summer and don't stop learning and growing. And when you resonate or something calls you, go and just do it because there's a reason for that. And I know that there's a reason why I'm being called to this quantum life theory. There's something in it for me, for sure. So without further ado, let's bring on these two beautiful people that I love so much. So please welcome my soul sister and brother, Christy and Gary, to the show. Welcome, both of you. Hi, Hi, Ashley. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think I miss you guys. And it's been, what, three weeks since we've been together. And now I need more of my Gary and Christy time. And I had this inspired thought that after we had on Sunday, 
at the retreat had talked about this new concept that white light has brought in quantum life theory, QLT. And I didn't get to sit through the whole thing because I had to leave a little early, but I was just very interested. And I'm not a science girl. I'm not a probably failed physics. And, (laughs) but the way that it was coming across to me that day, I thought, oh gosh, okay, I'm getting it. I think people that maybe learned Joshua and did the boot camp, did basic training, have that spiritual aspect and understanding. But this gives it a whole different concept with the science background where I feel like we could bring this to the world and all those people that think the Joshua and channeling and white light or the woo-woo world, (laughs) it'll give some better understanding. And I think they'll be able to grasp it and then kind of maneuver their ways into understanding Joshua and white light. So this is kind of, I want to start because I had questions and I was picturing people that were on that call the other day, wanting to understand where it came from, why white light all of a sudden, I know Christy does so much conversations between white light and writing and channeling like on the airplane when you're flying back and forth. It's like this constant (laughs) conversation. And I want you to go back to that time where you started getting this information and how you're putting, making sense to it. Because when I said to you, gosh, you were talking about neutrons and protons. You're like, "Ah, I don't even know that stuff. Can we start there? We get that, Christy? Right. Yeah. Well, because I've been speaking with white light just privately for so many months before I ever started just channeling them, Gary encouraged me to start channeling. I got to trust them a lot. And there were time and time and time and time and time again that they would say either words or concepts or things that I had never heard of. I didn't understand what they were talking about. So they would explain or I would ask people and it would come together. So I started to just trust really everything that they said. And I got here one night and I think it was the very next day that I just started writing something and it seemed to be a little based in science. It was talking about practicing something, a little bit about maybe meditation, but I couldn't tell and practicing something over and over again. And one of the first things they started to talk about was learning something with the mind and then doing it with your hands or your body and then letting that come into your being and that everything we learn creates this new neural pathway, which I knew. And then it started coming from there. They started talking about brain waves and the fight or flight response and how we're in those chemicals when we get into that and we tend to be in this society much more in that emergency state than we really are meant to be Mm -hmm. and what happens to us and then the addiction that our body gets to the chemicals. And I was just writing and I probably wrote, I don't know, Gary, a day or two before you finally said, what is it? I I don't know. And I was just going, 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 sitting in the living room, sitting outside. I think I wrote outside one morning for four or five hours. Wow. And then I said, I think it's physics of some sort. It's something, you know, kind of physics. And so then as we do, Gary takes this raw stuff that I'm writing and then he looks at it, reads it, puts it in his computer. And then, then he starts adding to it. I call it the Joshua injection. I don't, and, and just makes 
15 pages out of five of mine and then adds to it. And then he started looking up the concepts and the things that I was getting, the names, the quotes, and said, they're a hundred percent right now. And so we just, it was just born out of that. We got really excited. We st- I started talking about things that they were giving me concepts and then Gary takes it and he expands on it. And it's just turned into something I think really amazing that can help someone really shift their perspective in a science-based mainstream world way that can absolutely be proven without using a lot of spiritual concepts, like you said, woo-woo stuff, without really discussing some of the beliefs that we have about our inner self and, and even source energy and past lives. Some of those things that we believe that are not necessary to understand this and to work within the system of the universe within the science of who we are, the biology of who we are to change your perspective and change your life, to become healthy, to become wealthy, to have great relationships. You don't need to do what we do in the way we do it. This is a completely different thing and it will suit anybody, no matter what their belief structure is. Gary, did you want to say something? Yeah, it was just funny that Christy and I of this whole community are the least woo-woo people that there are. And it really <laughs> took me a long time to get comfortable with this thing. And I thought channeling was the weirdest thing in the world when I started 10 years ago. And it's so funny because we don't really share this stuff with people because it sounds too weird. And that means that the growth and the impact that we're having is somewhat slower than it could be because we can only reach those who are willing to accept the channeling is a thing. And most people aren't at that level yet. So when this came through, it was like, oh my God, Christy is channeling scientific experiments that have been done, dates, scientists' names that we never heard of, quotes from people we never read, terms that I had no idea of because they're, you know, like the connectome, which is a map of the wiring of the brain, explanations for how people get their identities, explanations like, Imagine that you're four years old, you have an ice cream, and the ice cream falls off the cone onto the ground. Well, at four years old, that's the most valuable thing in your world. And that is a trauma to that four-year-old, but to the adults around, it's no big deal. And so you build this perception of the world based in these events that happened from the perspective of the child, layered on, layered on, layered on every day, and you arrive where you are at this identity that you think is true. But the identity is always limiting. And how you perceive the world is through that connections that are established in the brain. And so White Light goes on to say that when you wake up in the morning, you remind yourself who you are and you start your day. And you do the same thing over and over and over again. And because you're not challenging your beliefs or that identity, you're sort of projecting into the future the same old day every day. And then uh, White Light is talking about this thing called entropy, which is this natural device or mechanism of the universe that causes change. So if you're not going to change, it's going to cause change. It's this measure of order to disorder. And so every physical thing comes from a level of order. And if it's not changing or not growing, it moves to a level of disorder and eventually ceases to exist. It's like the copy 
going over and a copy of a copy of a copy essentially disintegrates to nothing. And that's what this whole quantum life theory is all about. How do we live in this life and embrace change and seek change and do things differently and actually create a thrilling life instead of the same old thing happening all the time? That's what this is. Right. When Christy is writing all these papers down and she hands them to you to put on the computer and then you figure out how to get Joshua's take on that. We explain that, how that works. Yeah, it's very easy because it'll be a concept and then Joshua will just elaborate on that. And it's seamless. So you really can't tell who's talking about what. It just goes in this way that it's like it's already been written and I'm just dictating or transposing it onto paper. Hmm. And so it comes out in a form that is comprehensible to us and makes so much sense and is just incredible how it comes out. So the, I mean, this is how we did the basic training course. It was the same sort of thing. And so it starts with Christy having the inspiration, her having the the, uh, idea, and then bringing concepts, the framework of it, and then Joshua just fills it in. Right. You know what I've noticed and people I've heard other people mention it as well is that Joshua is going to this next level and you say it's because of white light, Gary. Yeah. Tell well, me that. What happens is Joshua is a group of non-physical teachers and cheerleaders and coaches and they're most interested in raising the perspective. So getting someone from this perspective to that perspective, a little bit higher so that they can see themselves as more and more truthful and giving them techniques to shift their understanding of their reality. But white light is pure information, doesn't care. It's just you ask a question, it gives you the full answer, right? right. And so as I've been working with Christy and channeling and asking all these questions, she's channeling the answers, that I'm getting new insights that I didn't have before. And as I get new insights and new ideas, then as I'm channeling Joshua, those things can come out in another form that's really based in my ability to shift my belief systems to a, to another level, thanks to Christy channeling white light. Right. You know, it's just to me when I'm listening to you talk and just thinking a year ago today, would you say, gosh, in a year from now, we're going to be doing this together. We're going to be creating these <laughs> courses together. I mean, isn't it just amazing to think how it's all come together and you can't imagine it any other way? And really that's the key is... When you start to imagining what your future is going to be like, you put limits on it. And we had gotten to a place, each of us, that things were sort of falling into place magically, but we had no clue what was going to happen. And then we just acted on inspiration and pushed past fear every step of the way. So it's it's hard to tell if any of that was our decision-making or it was just going to happen anyway. Right. Totally. I just, I mean, and just being with you both and having that time together, it's just, it just makes sense. Christy, I want to ask you a question about the entropy, because when I left that Sunday, I was on this journey because I'm such a routine person. I mean, at Pilates, I'm on the same machine every time. And if I don't, people go, why aren't you on that machine? (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm that predictable. And it, I realize, you know, I always talk about the hamster wheel and, you know, I, I'm so like with the girls being a mom, like trying to say, let's do something new today and trying to find what they love. And 
you know, so that kind of entered my mind when you were talking about the brick wall and how you wake up and that whole thing. But I understand that of when you like go to work a different way, take, go to a different grocery store, your perspective. So can you kind of go on that aspect of this? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll start touch back on what Gary said about what happens with entropy. It really is. If you imagine a copy of a copy of a copy, things start to deteriorate. If you don't continuously learn something new, then that's all that's happening is you are just regurgitating and then reliving the same experience really over and over and over. Now, if you wake up and you remember who you are and you remind yourself you have all sorts of emotion attached to everything you're thinking about. So your husband, your children, your work, your gym, all of these things all have an emotion attached to them. And you quickly rebuild that identity, that who I am in my reality, and then, of course, who everybody else is, and, and you do that. Then you go to this same routine, and you drive the same way to work. You take the shower, you think about the drive to work. And while you're driving to work, you're thinking about the first meeting. And the first meeting, you're thinking about lunch. And you do this all the same until at the end of the day, you drive the same way home, you pick up the same kids in the same spot. And you go home, you cook the same food. You do just do all this stuff exactly the same every day, generally. Most people can take yesterday and paste it right onto today. They might do one or two things. They might, instead of eating lunch in the office, they might go out or they might go shopping. But essentially, you don't have room in that day for anything unimaginable to how can something be delivered to you that's unexpected, that's surprising, that's delightful, that's going to make you, as Joshua says, ecstatic. You can't. There's nothing that can come. So to keep that at bay, and it's it's all kinds of things, it's slowing down aging, slowing down any progression of disease, eliminating it, all sorts of things. You have to be something new. It's not just a new experience, although it starts there. But when you start to have a new experience, you see yourself in a different way. Your identity, the things that I identified with that white light said, okay, they showed me this brick wall and all the words all over it that were how I saw myself and this identity, this wall that built Christy. And so we're going to take these down. And it was a little unsettling. And some of them were very difficult. But it isn't that to take the identity of mother or anything else away. It's going to understand that I'm a lot more than that. And if I don't experience anything new, for example, when they brought in this, this course, Gary asked White Light a question about the course and who it was for and why. And they said, it's not for anyone else, but the two of you to learn these concepts that you know in a new way and learn to teach them and speak about them in a whole new way. Because the two of you together talking about the same things, even if you're bringing in new concepts, it's still, you're channeling the same, you're doing the same things, that's entropic. And you have to learn something new, so this is for you. That's really the idea, is your identity doesn't have to be taken away. You don't have to not be the things about yourself that you're used to being, but what you want to do is have new experience of everything, even a new experience of the people that you think you know. And to do that, then now you add more to this identity and you become more and more and more. The only place really to do that is some form of surrender. For a lot of people, that's hitting rock bottom for the rest of us. 
it can be done in meditation. Right. Gary, when we first met and you were, you would talk about the people that you know in this personal development, spiritual world, all are younger than, but now after when you had said that before, we didn't really get the scientific reason. So when I was like, Oh gosh, you know, you could put on here for the, public anti-aging. <laughs> Come learn from me. I'll, I'll teach you how to, to get younger. <laughs> yeah, right, the unique thing about all of us is that we look younger than what our ages are. And it's because we're less tied to what we think is happening. We have less resistance. We are have a higher perspective about what's going on, physical reality and who we are and why we're here and all that stuff. But that is the reason because we're living lives that are so different and doing things beyond our comfort zone and stepping out of that, that we're embracing things in a new way and having such a different take on life that we're going more with the flow. So there's less resistance and less aging and less problems and, and we're not believing anything that is brought to us in fear. We're not worrying about the news. We're not even watching the news, you know, things like that, because we're understanding that that comes into your reality is a reflection of how you're being in that reality. And of course, that seems all woo-woo from the Joshua side. But now we're looking at this from the quantum life theory side and we're saying, oh, that's the reason for it. So quantum life theory has these pillars to it. And this first one is knowledge, learning, wisdom that when you learn something new, you set up a pathway to eventually have an experience of it. And so when you have an experience of something you've learned, you connect a new neural network. The connectome is the map of the neural network. When you add to it, you have a brand new mindset. It's not like you have to take away the old stuff. When you add the new stuff in, the old stuff takes a back seat to the new stuff. So you don't have to rewire the brain to make it all perfect. It is perfect. It's that as you continue to learn, you add pathways and you have experiences and you feel emotion and you see yourself in a new way. And this creates a new you and staves off entropy. Entropy only comes in when the, when the life is stagnant and a lot of times, if the life is stagnant, it's not like you're going to just die, but you might have a divorce or a bankruptcy or some medical condition that upsets the apple cart and causes you to do things differently. In Florida, would be a hurricane would come through, and for those two weeks, you'd be upended in your normal routine. So all of this stuff is always happening. We were thinking of it as, you know, a bad thing. But it's all part of this process of not being stagnant and continuing to learn and continuing to grow and continuing to change and do new things along the way. So we sort of come to this conclusion that you either pick your challenges and get out of your own comfort zone or the universe is going to do that for you. And you can just see it in everyone's life. It happened to me in the past and when, when 2008 crashed. But turns out if you see it as a perfect thing, it is perfect. You can see what it's leading to. And this quantum life theory is really showing you the basis of physical reality in a scientific way with experiments and terms and relating things to how 
our lives interact with this quantum field. When you're talking about this class that people are going to take, and they're not going to, it's not going to be like a sitting at a desk writing notes. It's going to be very interactive. And so in my head, right then at that moment, I thought, Oh gosh, when I, it's going to be where you have to do funny things or you're going to have to stuck it out of your box and do something new. Right. So people are going to be uncomfortable and trying to like become something else. And you think about, would you rather just sit in the classroom and be quiet and sit in the back and take notes? And that really have the experiences of it? Or would you like to see how your identity is sort of causing you to go into this comfort zone where you're not willing to do certain things because you have a perception of yourself that hasn't been challenged? And now that it's challenged, you see yourself in a whole new light because now you can do this. But it's all fun stuff. It's all silly. And the people who come are all like-minded. They're all there and flipping. Just like when you came to the retreat... Everyone comes going, oh, no, you don't wonder what these people are like. And then in five minutes, you're in love with everyone. <laughs> you know, but when, when, when I was picturing like, you know, when, at that retreat, we're all together and we're, when you have that like-minded, I could picture us all going there and learning this quantum, you know, I can just picture the same group coming in next weekend. We're all going to be there Thursday and go home on Monday and we're going to do this together. I can just imagine because everyone is just so, well, we're all connected and we know that we all have the same spirit guide. But I was just picturing that, you know, a group like that where we're all teachers. And I know I've always been a teacher and I've always been drawn to things like this. And I know that's, it just started to kind of, when you put the pieces in the in your mind and you can see it from this higher perspective as, of us all coming together and doing this and then I'm like oh my gosh I'm gonna teach this this is calling me right absolutely and that was the point too is because what, what we do is channel and Joshua said everything they do is open source so you can take that and create a course with it and in fact Christy had a whole career well she did this sort of thing for corporations and she would go into a corporation and take them out of their comfort zone and move things around. And it always worked out for the best because why don't you explain that, Christy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I, of course, had listened to Abraham for a number of years and I, I did consulting for companies and I just went in initially, I wasn't really using this stuff. And then it dawned on me that things I would say that actually made a difference to people were around this whole idea of thinking about what you're thinking about, right? And starting to understand that you accept what you are, you do something new if you want something new to come into reality. And that it was law of attraction and whatever. And then I started, I found Joshua, listened to that. And I was using Abraham processes and information from the boot camp, exercises from the boot camp when I went into companies and interviewed people and wanted to make a shift. And I would take them on group events, whitewater rafting, rock climbing, things that were scary for people and dangerous, but it bonded them together and it shifted everyone's perspective of themselves. I moved people from one position to another position within the company Hmm. where I could tell that they were better suited for that. They just were better suited and just switching them over, moving them, people that I kept in the same positions, switched offices. I just did all sorts of things like that And I didn't really know why until now exactly why it works like it did. But I had huge success with it. And 
I couldn't really explain it. And I could never teach anyone else really to do what I did. Right. So I could have gotten much, much bigger, but I didn't know how because mm-hmm. I couldn't train someone to do what I intuitively did when I went into a company. Oh, so neat. I love now that. I have a little bit of a way to, to use it and explain it where I could teach someone else to do it. Right. Will you describe or explain becoming and the feeling part, those two words that we really talked about a lot too, is you have to become and then that feeling, you got to feel that feeling. Yes. Well, when people talk about law of attraction, they imagine that they can manifest anything through their thoughts, but that's not exactly true. You manifest through your feeling and the manifestation of anything you want happens when you become it. So an easy example is you become a parent the minute your child is born. You're not a parent before or after. It happens simultaneously. You become a millionaire when the million dollars comes in. You may have certain actions to become the parent and to become the millionaire, but the manifestation of the thing happens when you become it. So the question is, what could you become? And why can't you become it now? Well, you can't become it because you have an idea about yourself that is not true. It's your identity. And to surrender that identity is to hit rock bottom and have to start over like I did. Or you can do it through meditation and you can do it through learning new things and understanding yourself from a higher perspective. This quantum life theory is a course that is taught in several modules over a course of time and is going to be generally a hands-on in-person thing. So obviously we will be certifying people to teach it. It will be a structure that anyone could teach in any area where they are. Because it's science-based, There's it fits within the belief system of most people. So it'll be what we're understanding is a cultural phenomenon because just a one-weekend event will shift people's perspective so much that they will become something different after that weekend. And we are told that people will notice improvements in their health. They may come in with a skin condition and notice it's gone within a short while after the first week. They'll notice improvements radically in relationships and how they're operating. They'll notice improvements in the inspiration they're receiving just from that first weekend. And then continue on to the next module, next module, and bring people in and go from there. Christy, what does the white light say? They're, why they're bringing this into us now? Is it we've come to this place on this planet where people are ready, or they just need to get it across so we can ascend faster? What is the reasoning for that? Do you think? You know, I've never really asked them why now. When Gary asked who it was for, of course, the answer was that it was for Gary. Now. What I understand from them about anything in the basic training is that there's some asking and I can feel it and physically feel it, the asking by enough people that it just pulls the answer. And I just happen to be somebody who's open, who will hear it and then take action to bring it out. The timing, there's always divine timing. I think I understand that. But the sense that I get in conversations, just even in the last few days with white light is 
the, it almost feels like important, like now for the people that Gary and I are in contact with, and then the people that you guys are in contact with to really get a handle on how limited we all are and to find ways to recognize what those limitations are, look at them and then soften them, let them go, whatever it is. But the limitations are just heavy on everyone. And the listening to what is coming from outside, from news and Google and you know, whatever is going on outside rather than thinking for ourselves. And in thinking for ourselves, in meditation, whatever it is, taking something like this, a course like this, where you can start to recognize that scientifically, you are not limited. You're only limited by what you focus on, what you put your attention on. And then to start to let those limitations dissipate, soften, whatever it is you want to look at, it feels like the time right now for that, just for some reason, it's almost like I feel a sense of urgency with it. It's certainly not, but the way that it's coming through, and it could be just the asking of a lot of people that they're understanding there's a better way to live. Somehow they remember that they're more than this, but they don't know how to do it. And for whatever reason, they're not willing to go the spirituality route. It's perfectly fine. There's a, a reason this is going to come through this way because you can use it with spirituality, but you can also use it with people that are religious or right. not at all, right? So I, I think it feels like that to me. It's like a time where people are wanting to understand why they are so limited, why they can't have the lives that they really want. And it's bubbling up in a sense and this is just a way to to teach people to show them how the only reason they don't have the life they want is because of what they're listening to and what they're putting their attention on and right. we just intend to teach them how to shift that attention to what they really want just came to me do you think it's we're all remembering we're all remembering this in some way like our soul is like oh this feels this is what feels right this is what how I used to live in a past you know my other lives but this life has been so hard and now we're going back to that feeling like does that resonate one thing that came to me was that for eons humans have been toiling at some manual labor think about 200 years ago most Americans were farmers or somehow involved in farm life. And they were always asking, how could I have a better life? How could I have more ease, more relaxation, more time? That sort of thing where I'm not tied to all the things that I have to do every day just to survive and eat. So you think of those desires and those desires came forward and then technology came forward. And now we're really living the easiest life that any humans have ever lived. And we have the most ability to control it. We have great technology. We have relatively amazing, you know, financial abundance and all these things. So it's very easy for us to live in a comfort zone and do the same thing. And, but then you get stagnant and then you find problems, first world problems. You start to get into these relationships that deteriorate because they're nothing new. And you start realizing that even with all this opulence that we live in, no one's really happy. No one's satisfied. 
no one's living in zest for life. White Light said, this course is really initially for top performers who are searching for a way to get a little more edge. And for those who are pretty much at the in fear and nothing's working and they're, they're surrendering and they're just looking for something to cling to, to elevate themselves. And then everyone in the middle is sort of okay with life, sort of fine with it. But eventually the entropy is going to set in and something's going to happen and they're going to surrender. So in this mixing it up that QLT is and having these sort of pillars that it's built on that is directly related to new experiences and a new way of approaching life is challenging and is out of your comfort zone, but it's also really fun. And everything that you do in this elevates your perspective of yourself or your confidence level. So you just find yourself being able to do more. And then those who go on to teach it will be really seeing themselves from another perspective as well. Because to teach something is really another way to learn anything. Exactly. When you were talking about the the pillars, the one about giving, the inversion, the pillar four. Which was just on Joshua Live today. Josh was talking about this inversion. So we have a perception of ourselves that the outside conditions, the people make us feel something. And so we become transactional to that. I will love you when you love me. I'll work an hour when you pay me whatever it is, I'm only doing anything to get something back. And if I do something that doesn't come back to me, I feel slighted or taken advantage of. Inversion is flipping that around and not needing anything from the people, just your ability to give and give and give. And we know in giving, you receive. Right. And so this inversion is the idea of not needing anything from that condition, but instead your approach is service and giving and love and expressing love and that stuff. And then you will notice the circular motion of that, a completely different approach to life than most of us have lived before. And as you know, you have to redesign how you perceive what giving is. And what giving is always empathy and kindness and doing something that you're inspired to do without expectation of a return or an outcome. So these 10 pillars, I know they're, it's growing, right, Christy? Like you keep channeling more. Um, I th- yeah, I think so. I haven't in a few days, but we the 10 that we had originally, there, I think it's growing. I think there's going to end up being at least two more. So you know, We <laughs> yeah. have an idea there's going to be 12 for some reason, yeah, because some 10 reason. pillars doesn't seem like stable enough. It doesn't why, seem right. <laughs> like, I know why the order? Why in the order that they are? Do you know that? Because I mean, no. learning and growing, our learning and wisdom, creating a novel approach, connection. I'm reading those and I'm thinking, I wonder if there's a reason for the, for one, how it goes in order. Well, here's the thing. So when there'll be a module, which will be the introduction and it'll be a weekend event, Saturday and a Sunday. And it'll, it, it will cover the entire thing all in one day. And then there'll be modules of each pillar and go into detail about those pillars. But those will all be random. You won't know which one you're going to go to. It doesn't have to be an order. It's just a list right now. 
And so actually nothing is in order. Everything that we're going to be doing in these courses are going to be randomized. There's not going to be, no one's going to sit in the same seat. No one's going to do the same thing. No one's going to be with the same people. It'll all be shuffled up. There's exercises about identity and shuffling that up and all these fun games that we have that the white light brought in and Joshua brought in. And it's really interesting about none of this needs to be in any specific order at all. It's just doing something new and in a way of learning it and then creating a new wiring in the brain through emotion. Because I, I did the extension experience too. And at the beginning, it was, you need to do it in this order. You know, and I think I was thinking that way, like this, they kind of layer on each other. That's what I thought. And then after a while, it was like, oh, take that one if you want. You know, whatever one's calling you, there is no order. If you had to, Christy, if you were going to give this QLT like a commercial or something that people would understand what it would be, you know, like this is what you were going to experience. And this is what QLT will do for your life. What would you, how would you word that? How would I word that? I think that I would probably start out with our what if. What if we were doing it all backwards? What if everything that we thought we knew and understood about education and hard work and honesty and charity and diet and exercise what if all that is not what we believe it is? And the study and understanding of quantum physics and who we are at the very basic part of us will tell us that all of that is incorrect. And in quantum life theory, what you're going to learn is how you are an integral part of this universe and how you think and how you feel matters and what you put your attention on matters. And what we're going to teach in this is how you do that. How do you clear your mind, clear out the past and what you believe about yourself in order to make room for something completely new and the life that you always dreamed you could have. That's what it is. I love it. What have you done differently now that this is in your wheelhouse? <laughs> what have you done differently in your mornings or have you done something new every day? Are you shifting up? Are you trying to practice what you preach? <laughs> I, it's so funny. So the silly, it's actually, it's silly little things, right? It's very silly little things, but I won't use my GPS anymore. I don't oh, use wow. I will allow myself, if I really don't know where I'm going, take a look on the map and see where it is and then drive there intuitively and try to just trust that, to listen and trust. I've started brushing my teeth with my left hand. It's a complete disaster. (laughs) Just little, just little things like that. I very rarely look anything up on Google anymore. Not nearly. I was, I would grab my phone and Google, I call it GTS all the time. And now I think very carefully before I, I listen. And so do I need to look that up? What is it? Can I let the answer come to me? Can I trust myself? And it, until I really feel a green light, I don't pick that thing up. Just little things like that right now that I'm noticing I'm doing. What about you, Gary? Well, and what, the, tell me your commercial too. I want to hear what you would say why <laughs> people need to do that. <laughs> well, it is. What if there was a way to become anything you wanted to be? 
And what if how you thought that way could happen for you is not the way it's going to happen? And what if this reality that was based in Newtonian physics, the understanding of the mechanism of every small part, is incorrect? And once they understood it was incorrect, quantum physics, which is the, this doesn't work the, thing, the way we thought it was going to work. It's completely magical. This neutron spinning around can have a <laughs> quantum leap that's unexpected. This experiment, if it's observed, works this way. And if unobserved, works another way. And you, these two particles at the other end of the universe somehow are entangled and react exactly the same way at the same time. So if you're understanding that you're paying attention to what you were taught and that everyone's believing the same thing, but no one is doing anything unimaginable. Everyone's living in the same box. The box that you think would be an ideal life is something you've seen someone else do. But you're unique, and so you can only discover what's right for you by ignoring what anyone else is doing. So how do you discover what that is? Well, that's an evolvement of your identity. Realizing that the life you're living now is because that's who you think you are. But that's who you think you are is a conglomeration of events and perceptions that you created at every moment all the way. Who your parents were dictates most of your life. In most people, the vast majority, they exist in the exact same demographic as the neighborhood that they grew up in. Very few people exceed that wealth limit of where that neighborhood was. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. There's a uh, really cool study that was done on English kids, and it's actually a documentary. And so they interviewed the kids at 7 and 14 and 21 and 30 and uh, 28 and 35, every seven years. And what's fascinating is the rich kids never got poor, and the poor kids never got rich. Why not? They were the same all the way through. Nothing changed in their lives the whole way through. Well, that's saying that the conditions create who you are. But the conditions create a perception of who you are, and could you change that perception? And to do that, you'd have to change up what you think about yourself. Well, if you do the same thing all the time, you're never going to really change that up. My life and Christy's life has changed radically in the last several years. Crazy. And that's because we've dropped that identity and allowed this stuff to come in. But most people aren't going to channel right away, and most people aren't going to believe in channeling. But everyone's going to believe in this scientific stuff that's totally logical. And then when they come to an event and they go through that experience and they change how they see themselves just over a weekend, and then they notice how they feel and what's possible, and they notice inspiration flowing in, and they get excited about life, and then we create a unique blueprint for every person through that. And they have something to share with their friends and that sort of thing. I think that that is the way that a lot of people will be able to elevate their perspective. Right. When you say blueprint, I know you talked about that, but it's individual blueprints. It looks like that. That's the final thing on this introduction is that everyone will have an individual blueprint for what they can do to change up their life 
what they can do to move out of their comfort zone, why they want to be in a comfort zone, what their fears really are. It's mostly about what other people think and how they're perceived. But if you let loose of that identity, you don't care about that anymore because that's all based in preserving an identity that was never true. So once that identity becomes malleable, then if someone doesn't like what you're doing, which will never happen, it's just that fear of it, then you don't really care because that's an old identity and you're forging something new. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. And we're going to have our first get-together here in uh, the end of June on that weekend of the 24th and 25th. And for the first time, go through it with a group of people and see how it turns out and make some videos and and uh, make a podcast out of it and see what happens. Yeah, fun. We're coming to the end. When I'm talking about, when I'm learning this, you know, you were talking about AI and how that's becoming, because I'm in it with my daughters because here it is finals. And she said, all of her friends are doing this AI. I don't know what that is, but you were talking about that, how, explain that because that really, when I heard that, I go, oh my gosh, that is so true. Well, a lot of people think AI is going to get so smart, they'll obliterate the human race. Well, that's really not the problem. The problem that no one's talking about is we will get so used to believing whatever ever right. AI comes back with that we'll just accept it and we will not go in and find our own answers. The AI will present that answer in such a clever way that we will simply believe it and take that to heart as if it's true. But the AI is just scurrying, you know, scrounging around in the web in previous human knowledge and is compiling an answer that makes sense to us. But as we know, as we learn and grow, the old stuff is always replaced with the new stuff. And what we're really finding out is all the wisdom is within us all the time. We can access it. We just don't believe it. Right. When you start going in, in meditation, you will start accessing Information. When you raise your perspective of who you are, you have access to more stuff. But if you rely on AI to give you one answer and you believe that answer, or if you have it do work for you that stops you from being creative yourself, then you fall into a repetition that entropy that ensues. Right. Well, exactly. Because I, it was doing these reports and she was saying, oh, they're all using this AI. And I said, what are you talking about? Like, how are these kids going to learn? How are they going to be creative? And, you know, talk about entropy. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, thank you, White Light, for bringing this in because it's needed. Like, it's almost like the, on the cusp of like, what is going on in this educational system and these children that are being raised right now in this school? It is really interesting. I think that's why, you know, uh, Months ago, when I was driving, White Light said, why do you have that GPS on? You've been there five times. You just have it, right? Put it down. <laughs> and I, I, you know, put it down. Don't you listen to your intuition. And that's what this quantum life theory is about. Letting everyone, these kids, everyone understand this quantum field is, is you. It's in you. You're in it. But it is also connected to everything else. Everything else. So all the answers, all the intelligence, everything is there. Every possibility for you is in there. Everything exists there. You just have to look toward it and ask for it. And there it is. So if 
if you understand AI is giving you back what humans have put in over and over again, eventually that's going to deteriorate. And what's going to come back when someone stares at that phone and says, what do I do now? (laughs) And some absolute nonsense comes back, their reality is going to start to fall apart. Right. Right. And that is insane. If I can bring in quantum physics, things that I really know very little about, just through the field or white light, same thing, then anyone can get any answer on their own to anything they want to know, as long as they just stay open to it and believe it. But the limitations are the issue. No one believes it. And that's what we want to change and shift with helping them understand the science and then what they're doing, why they're doing it, and then how to do it gets much easier if you know what what you're going to do and you know why you're going to do it, then it's easy for Gary and I to show everyone how. Right. And I think that's a lot of it. You know, so when, yes, actually, ahead, Gary. Think about you starting a podcast and the inspiration comes and the noises or the voices in your head say, that's going to be a waste of time. Who's going to listen? What will I sound like? Will it even work? Will anyone even want to come on the show? Any of this stuff. And then you do it and you persevere and you stack episode on top of episode and you grow and you grow and you grow and then you get confident. And then now you've become a podcaster and you have all the fun conversations that you've had and all the fun connections you've made with people and all the courses that have come to you because of that step. But that step is taking you out of your comfort zone because it's something new. Right. And if you can get good at embracing something new and just getting through that doubt and those voices and realize that, sure, there's this part of you that wants to keep you safe, but it's just limiting. You can do anything you're inspired to do. Yeah, no, I mean, that's a perfect example because I those words were in my head and I wondered why was that telling me to do this podcast? Like, what? who's telling me that? Like, what, who are you? But I do a lot of automatic writing and I've done a lot more than like the last year. And I'll go back and realize like, I don't know that word. And I didn't, I couldn't, I wrote that. And I try to encourage that with, you know, my girls for sure. And then people that I help, but, you know, to realize the power is within you and you have all the answers. But my thing is watching these children now that are now going to depend on this computer and they're all their technology and their phone that they've only known their whole life. They have, I mean, I, Paige was is 17. So we didn't have an iPhone when she was born. And she, so basically for her whole life, Richard and I have known technology, period. So that's all she knows. And now yeah. she's looking at these reports that she has to answer. And they're going to put it in there. She didn't do it because I didn't let her, but all her friends are like, I said, well, what are they going to learn? But my other part of it was because what we know of the children coming to this earth right now and how their vibration is so much higher and they're so much more ready for this new earth. What is that? I know everything's perfect, but it just really kind of threw me for a loop the other day when I was like, what? They can do that? Well, if you think about writing, to come up with the kernel of the idea is that part where your mind's saying, that's a dumb idea, you can't do it, you can't write it. And so if you just had a little bit of a template or a little bit of head start, AI writes something, and then you then that inspires you to really build onto that. 
to create something new out of that that's completely unique, then that's a time saver and it's fine. You can use it as a tool to get the first one. But if you trust it and believe it and say that's good enough and send it in, then that's the difference. So everyone's going to have to look at how they want to be and how you want to be is what you think you're capable of. And if you think you're a failure, if you have that limiting belief, because that's an identity that was fostered on you by the upbringing that you had, then you can get over that if you want to, if you realize that your identity is not you. It's just who you believe yourself to be. And there are limiting beliefs in there that are not true. If you can get across that idea that you can do anything, no matter what you believe about yourself, that is never true. And that's the thing that I think that we're doing here is mm-hmm. that we're just showing people that whatever you think about yourself is not true. Mm-hmm. There's much more to it than that. Right. Yeah. Love it. Oh, thank you both so much. That hour, of course, goes by so fast. So fast. Unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. But thank you. And uh, I get excited because I wish I could come in June, but I will be there. I know that it will be perfect timing, divine time. And I will be one of those teachers for sure. But I, oh, I'm glad that's great. You're perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm perfect. Perfect. But I just really, it's, um, you know, why I wanted you both to come on is that I really feel like it, it is the next thing and it is layering upon my learning. And it's, you know, I could do manifestation event forms and, you know, all the stuff that we've learned from Joshua and all the things. And I think this, it kind of takes you to that, it, the, the identity thing is really huge to me. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it, and I would hope that people that do listen to this and understand that, gosh, everything that you think you are, you're not. <laughs> right. right. You've just been programmed. It's like a computer. You've been programmed your whole life to think you are those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? Yeah. The duality and all of that. Um, it's just subjective. So that's right. Yeah, that's great. It's so good to see you. Thank good you for letting you us too. do this. Oh, thank letting. you. Oh, I miss thank you, you so much. much. I miss you too. Can't wait to see you guys again. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.